Laura, Chapter 3, Change in the Plans Are you still angry? Skull looked at the boy over his shoulder. The day was progressing slowly and they continued moving forward in silence. I am not angry, the boy said calmly. Really? The man teased him. What is already done cannot be undone. There is nothing more I can say or do. Leo shrugged his shoulders. You really are not angry? I don't dare hope that you have calmed down so quickly. Only this morning you were about to bite my head off, and now you're unaffected. Squawked as if he was surprised. Do not tempt me. Leo was not paying any attention to him. Instead, he was carefully observing their surroundings and often looked up to the sky. And do you really plan to follow me around? Don't worry, I'm not planning to become your second shadow, Skull laughed, which earned him an angry glare from Leo. We will just help each other when one of us is in trouble. Hmm, was the only answer Skull got. Leo worried that it never was so simple. Two days had passed since the incident with the bandits and Leo was certain that his guide had changed their direction. Instead of going towards the rising sun, they were traveling south and for a short while they had even walked towards the setting sun. Leo had previously raised the question but the only answer he got was as we have found out, the other path is watched by the bandits. It would be stupid to continue following it. This way is more roundabout. However, we can avoid all sorts of trouble. We took care of the bandits, the boy argued. Do you really believe that those were all of them? And that put an end to the conversation. Nevertheless, now Leo was slowly becoming more displeased with his guide. When he spotted a town right underneath them, which meant that they had descended from the mountains and most likely were very far away from Bran, Leo suddenly stopped and looked at the man. He was getting very angry. They were getting further away from his goal and not closer. They were about to leave the woods and this was not part of the agreement. Sko also stopped and looked at Leo surprised. What is wrong? This is not Bran, was the artful reply. Yes, this is Biala. I told you that this is a more roundabout way, didn't I? We did not have to descend from the mountains. You could have chosen some other path and avoided the town, right? Leo's eyebrows were knitted, angry, and his arms were crossed across his chest. But they must agree with one thing, no matter what, bandits will never attack us here. At least not mountain ones. Would you stop that? Skull said through his gritted teeth. He had not quit some sort of excuse, as he did not manage to fool the boy. I thought it would be a good idea to drop by here and sleep in a warm bed for a change. We were going to pass by Biawa anyway, the boy raised his eyebrows sarcastically. I doubt this is all behind your decision. What are you not telling me? The man growled. Something urgent came up and I wanted to take care of it since we were passing by anyway. Scott did not like to explain himself to a boy. Leo exhaled. I hope this would be the last willful decision, otherwise I might have to look for another guide. Skull felt like hitting the boy. Was he trying to threaten him? As if he was desperate to be his guide. He turned and stomped forward. Leo exhaled once more and looked worriedly towards the town and the back of his guide. If only he could find another guide. However, it was highly unlikely to find someone else willing to lead him through the mountains. The people were terrified by the bandits. So far, Sokol was the only one who had agreed to undertake this task. 
and he was not doing such a bad job, not counting the single encounter with the bandits and his terrible personality. Suko knew his way around the town well, and he quickly managed to get them through a maze of small streets to an inn with a strange name under the horse's tail. Leon consciously sighed with relief. This place looked significantly better than the ruins Suko frequented in Pomoshnik. Now he could only hope that the interior and the food would also be better, much better. When they entered the inn, a woman noticed them and hurried towards the two of them. She looked about ten years older than Leo, was quite pretty and with lush forms. Her face was lit by the warm light of her eyes and a bright smile. My boy, the woman exclaimed as she saw them. She threw her arms around Sukho's neck. The guide held the woman in his arms for a while and stroked her curly carrot red hair. Leo, on the other hand, was so surprised that he jumped to the side so as not to get in their way, while at the same time his mouth was gaping open. The boy managed to get a grip and return to his calm composition before the couple noticed him. You look good, the woman told Suko. You look good too, Molina, he replied. And who is this boy? The woman turned towards Leo. He's cute, and I can bet he will grow to be just as handsome as you are. I hope he does not become the same womanizer like you. Where did you find him? I'm used to seeing you alone, and now, for a change, you're with company. You will always find a way to surprise me. I hope he's not yours. Skull laughed loudly. I know he's not yours. Molina nudged Leo, who was too stunned by the conversation to react in any way. The woman leaned towards the boy and whispered in a loud voice. When he was a young man, he was not the boor you see now. He used to be a good boy. Molina, how could you call me a boor? Sko exclaimed. I think it suits you perfectly, the boy noted. The woman laughed heartily. Nice companion you have there. Ha, the man snorted. He is three times more stubborn than me. I will never believe that, the woman replied. Will never believe that there is a person in this world more headstrong than you. The woman quickly ushered them inside. Look at me. I saw two young and handsome men and I forgot everything around me. Come, sit. I did not ask what brings you here. The boy wants to go to Bran, so that is where we are heading. Through the mountains? Marina shook her head in surprise. Yes, however those good for nothings, hoodlums and whatever are everywhere. So, I thought it would be wiser to travel along the mountain ridge and close to the towns. This is bad, the woman said. Nevertheless, you didn't say why you were here. Do you need to take a break? She smiled teasingly. I have something to do, he said vaguely. It won't take long, so we are leaving tomorrow morning again. Manina did not seem happy with the answer, but obviously decided to dismiss the issue. She waved at him. Go now. While the sun is still in the sky, it is dangerous to go about during the night. In the meantime, I will prepare rooms for the two of you and some warm food. One room is enough, Sko decided as he stood up, ready to leave. No, thank you, the boy rejected the idea. I wish a separate room. I don't want to get in the way of your many needs and their satisfaction. For a second, Sko seemed somewhat embarrassed but recovered quickly. As you wish. Molina did not understand the tease that went between the two of them. The sun had long set down when Suko stormed into the inn. For a short moment, the man caught the attention of every inn visitor. However, the other man quickly lost interest in the newcomer. He sank in a chair next to the most secluded table in the room. He remained concealed unless someone knew where exactly to look for him. 
Surprisingly, he was found out very quickly. What happened? Leo was standing next to him. Did you finish what you came here for? No, Sko said irritated. The one I wanted to meet isn't around and nobody seems to know when he will return. Only now did the man notice that the boy was holding two goblets. Surprised, he exclaimed, What in the name of the gods are you doing? Leo looked at the goblets in his hands and shrugged. Marina said she needed help and she quickly got you to do the dirty work. Sko's sore mood showed on his face. I don't mind helping out. There is no such thing as dirty work, the man snorted. And what will you do now? the boy asked. The matter is quite urgent. Otherwise, I would have taken you to Bran and then come back. Now, I will have to go and look for the boar. You can always count on him to disappear when you need him the most. Sko was only getting angrier and angrier. I'll be fine on my own from here. No, Sko's voice thundered. I will hold my word and get you to Bran. Or wherever. It won't be a big detour, and you do not need to worry, I will not demand any money from my comrade. There was silent for a while. He did not want to contradict the man, not when he was already disinfuriated. I understand. What? You're just giving up? Not gonna complain or anything? Sko was surprised. There is nothing else that we can do. The boy simply shrugged the problem off. You should not waste your energy being mad at things you cannot change. Save it for later. Surely you will need it. Leo turned and left Sko, who seemed to be at a loss for words. The man had not expected such a mature and understanding reaction from a brat. I feel even more enraged since the matter is out of my control, he thought. The next morning, when Sko got out of bed, Leo was already in the hall downstairs, talking with Molina. The boy was all ears while Molina was telling him some story. Sko sat down next to them and asked, What are you talking about? I was telling your friend about the time when you fell in the river and almost drowned, the woman said happily. What? Scott jumped in his chair. Do you have anything better to talk about? That story is so old. It happened more than 15 years ago. Why did you have to bring it up now? And why are you telling it to the boy? Because it's funny, Marina laughed at the man's reaction. And you always act as if you are almighty and unbeatable. The boy needs to know your true colors. You're not the best of examples, at least not all the time. Sko looked at Leo, who was listening attentively without uttering a word. He does not consider me worthy to be a good example in his life, the man said. Ain't I right? I will bring some breakfast. The boy avoided the question. Leo rushed towards the kitchen and left the two alone. I think the boy likes you, Melina smiled. He said you were an outstanding warrior and guide. When he described your fighting ability, he was full of admiration. I can see he wants to be just like you. You're wrong, dear, Sukho shook his head. The boy himself is an excellent swordsman, and I know the mountains well because I grew up here. You mean to say the child can fight? Marina exclaimed. Yes, he is great at it. You don't plan to involve him with the resistance, do you? What you and those men are doing is dangerous. Ain't it enough that you are risking your life? Molina was genuinely worried. You shouldn't worry about the boy. He just looks young, Sko started. However, Leo appeared next to him. Are you talking about me? The boy placed three plates and three goblets on the table. Just the smell of the breakfast was enough for Sko to know that Leo had helped with the preparation. Exactly, Sko added. I was just telling Molina that we have become brothers in arms. Impossible. 
No, it's exactly like that, Leo sighed. This egoistic, self-centered, impulsive man did it all on his own. Without even bothering to ask about my opinion, Leo looked towards Sokol from underneath knitted brows. He has terrible temper and the creating habit of taking decisions on his own while leaving the aftermath to others. Malina just couldn't believe her ears. Sokol growled in answer. I'm not that impossible. Nevertheless, it was worth it. He laughed when he pictured the whole thing once more. You should have seen it. It was the first time he lost his calm. And that boring, emotionless expression. He was like a raging lion. I would do it again only to tease him. No. Now that I know what you are like, I will not let you trick me a second time. The boy retorted. But you never wanted a comrade or even someone to travel with. Molina cried out. You kept complaining that others only get in your way and... It is best for you to be alone. The woman looked so intently, but he just shrugged her off. Well, we're a good team and he's a remarkable swordsman. Ha! Leo snorted. Eat fast, we're leaving as soon as possible. When Leo left to pack his things, Sokol leaned towards Malina and whispered, I really believe that things will work out great between me and the boy. He's cute and fast and I can be the brute force. We're a perfect match. I was wrong. What? I said... I was wrong, Malina smiled, relieved. I can see that you are founder of the boy, then he is of you. It's as if you are talking about the lover. That shine in your eyes is exactly the same. She nudged him gently with her forefinger between the eyes. Sokol laughed out loud. That may be true. The boy quickly got underneath my skin. I never entertained the thought of having a comrade, and with him it seemed natural. I already consider him a brother. I'm glad you need a comrade. Really? Or at least someone like that boy. You two are a perfect match and I ain't talking about your fighting skills. It's all about temper. I can't explain it, but you two are the same and yet completely different. You two complement one another just like true brothers in arms do. You're a typical woman, speaking in riddles. I didn't get a thing you said, Sko shook his head. It's good enough that I know what I mean. We're leaving, Leo called from the doorway. Fine, fine, Sko stood up. Don't you see that he is ordering me around as if I am his slave? He will work me to death and won't notice it, not leaving me a moment to rest and restore my strength. If it was possible, he wouldn't even let me sleep. Malina laughed. He likes to complain, but that only shows how much free time he has. You should keep him under a tighter leash, okay? Leo nodded. Malina saw them to the door and stood there, watching them disappear. Just before he lost sight of them, Malina called, Leo! Take good care of my boy. She waved one last time and then returned inside. How many years older than you is Molina? Leo asked while the two of them wound their way around through the town streets. Two summers, why do you ask? Sko said distractedly. Well, it's because of her warm and affectionate character, you see. That is true. We've known each other since we were children, Sko smiled lovingly. She's my closest friend and she knows me better than anyone else in this world. I love her like a sister. Is that so? To me it seems like there is something more than just friendship between the two of you, the boy replied. You're just a brat and don't understand a thing, Suko said angrily. That is not true. You're too young to know about love. It's normal that you cannot understand the difference between the feelings of a man towards a woman and towards a sister. I must disagree. Suko was getting more heated by the conversation with every passing minute. The difference is very simple, he added. A man loves his sister only with his heart, and so, 
while he loves the woman with his body as well. Leo's face became bright red, but he retorted calmly. In that case, your heart is quite big. Skull laughed at the innocence of the boy. No, those women I don't love. Not with my heart and soul, at least. I still have not met the one who will conquer my heart and body at the same time. When I find her, I will leave all other women behind and she will be my one and only. In the meantime, I exercise in order to stay fit. A kid like you can't understand such things. You're still too young. Even when I grow older, I will not become like you, Leo said, indignant. But Skull laughed and teased him. Every man is jealous of my ability to conquer any woman with just a simple glance. Leo turned even redder and Skull started laughing at his innocence once again. However, the boy wasn't flustered because of his innocence, but because of his inability to act manly before his guide. Well, a man doesn't need to be able to conquer the heart of every woman, Skull continued cheerfully. He needs to have power only over the ones he wants. And of course, you are very good at this, Leo added sarcastically. Well, yes, all of them succumbed in front of me. The two of them were just passing through a deserted part of the town. The old houses were falling apart as no one was living in them anymore. The voice of a man reached the two travelers. Leo thought that if a bear could talk, it would sound exactly like that. When he turned around, he saw that his intuition was not wrong. From the shadows of an adult house that was falling into ruins, a gigantic man emerged. He was the tallest man that the boy had ever seen and in addition, he had awfully broad shoulders. It was as if one of those heroes from the stories who can single-handedly uproot a venerable oak or lift enormous rocks had come to life. He was smiling merrily and in his hand a battle axe was hanging. Nobody can compare with him when it comes to women. The bear growled. Skull pushed Leo aside and reached for his sword. The boy just stood there, looking confused, as the giant swung his axe towards Skull. As he dodged the attack, the guy drew his own weapon. The two were standing against one another, waiting for the other person to make his first move. The newcomer was the first to attack and he swung his axe one more time. Skull evaded the fearsome weapon again and without losing any time jumped forward. His opponent hadn't anticipated the move and thus easily changed the direction of the attack. Skull did not manage to dodge the axe this time. The heavy battle axe hit him with the dull end in the ribs and sent him flying to a pile of ruins. The giant laughed loudly. You're out of shape. But then the boy who was traveling with Skull surprised him. The kid skillfully swung his slender sword. The giant, evaded by her the weapon, aimed at his neck and laughed again. I will see what you are made of, midget, but do not blame if you get hurt. The boy did not answer. He was glaring at the bear, his knees slightly bent, ready to leap at any moment. The giant attacked and Leo could not help but admire the ease with which he swung the heavy battle axe. The boy noted that it would not be wise to try and block an attack. The man was so powerful that a single strike would be enough to squish him like a small insect. It was as if the two were playing tag. One was attacking while the other was running. Leo did not want to make a hasty move, so he was waiting patiently for the right moment. He was evading the attacks, jumping to the right or to the left like a hunting cat and waiting for his opponent to make a mistake. And then he got the opportunity. While dodging an attack, he came out at the unguarded rear of the giant. 
the boy kicked his opponent in the back of the knee and, as the man fell down, Leo swung his sword for the kill. The man managed to block the attack with his axe in the last moment and with his free hand he grabbed Leo. He smiled triumphant, while the boy looked menacingly at him. The boy started saying something, or at least his lips started moving, but Sko interrupted him. Demir, don't bully my brother in arms. When the two looked at Sko, they noticed that he had already stood up, brushed off the dust and adjusted his clothes as if nothing had ever happened. What brother in arms? Do not joke, Sko, the voice of the giant roared. Why do you think I joke? the guide exclaimed. Why is everybody surprised by the fact that... Is something the matter, Leo? Of course something is the matter, the boy said with a nice cold voice. However, his eyes were burning with a quiet anger. Could you please explain to me what is going on? Demir is an old friend. When we were younger, we always fought and somehow the old habit stuck. Now, whenever he sees me, he swings that axe of his. It's his way of saying hello. That is no way to greet a friend, Leo criticized. You see, Suko said jokingly, your peculiarities cause people to misunderstand. Timir turned towards the boy and grabbed him by the hand. You are a good warrior, Midget. You will become a great man one day, a man that surpasses many. It's my honor and pleasure. My name is Demir and I faithfully served the previous Tarkan of Flama, Sevar. Now, I as many other have fallen out of favor. My name is Leo, the boy said perplexed. Do not eye the boy like that and do not even think about it, Suko scolded him. Why are you here? Zarko sent me to find you. Said it was something urgent, Timir replied. Are you sure that I cannot have some fun with the boy? I have to be out of my mind to let you have fun with him. You will kill each other. And what should I do with the two of you afterwards? Do not pick such nonsense, Suko scolded him again. You better tell me where that good-for-nothing is hiding. Zarko was urgently needed in Madrid's 